Good morning, Boker Tov. Shabbat Shalom. Boker Tov means good morning in Hebrew. Singing, humming, chanting my way into this mini share teaching for this morning. It's a little bit different than normal. I'm traveling. I'm alone. It's really quiet. I'm grateful. <laughs> really grateful. It has been a very full and vibrant and incredibly beautiful and incredibly difficult time and I'm here for it. So welcome to this week's share, teach, um, thoughts. So this morning is new moon, new month, New month on um, the more traditional calendar and on the Hebrew calendar, April and or Nisan. They don't always line up. And so when they do, it feels for me like a little bit extra energy, a little bit extra, not necessarily energy like doing things out in the world, but spiritual energy. And so some of the teachings from this week that I wanted to weave in that really touched me were around and are around again, pulling mostly this week from Rabbi Yael Levy, is this idea of compassion of the heart, this idea of softening the heart, this idea of intentionally turning our awareness, attunement, and alignment to the heart center and to refocusing our energy there repeatedly during this time, over this transitional time, there's a lot of New Year's in Judaism, and I also um, really honor sort of the wheel of the year of the more earth-based traditions, um, and then also January. So there's a lot of opportunities for this recalibration and resetting intentions and living on purpose. And this idea of softening the heart, she actually also uses the language of um, healing the heart, repairing the heart, tikkun halev, and that really touched me. Like, what would it feel like for this period of time to intentionally repair my heart <laughs> and or the connection to the heart? And there's some really specific um, ways in which we can do this that I thought y'all might really appreciate because, um, again, it just really resonated with me and was really practical. And so one of the ideas she brought up was that we engage intentionally. Um, and that means like engage externally when we're out in community or we're um, living and leading more forward facing, I would say. And then that there's also intentional times of solitude and intentional times to engage inward. And so the softening the heart is like a titration or a rhythmic dance between the external life and the internal life. And knowing that both are part of the life journey, right? That both are part of the kind of wholeness of our spiritual life and our, um, energetic life. She didn't say that word. I would I would just add that, that it's a really important skill 
um, when you're working with energy to be able to flow back and forth between external and internal and know when you need one or the other, right? Because you might get into a pattern where you're just in your head or just in your solitude or just in your little like micro life. And so the encouragement would be to kind of grow more externally and get out in the world and engage. And then also having times, you know, I think moon cycles are a great way to start dancing with that. Um, And sometimes divine intervention comes in and actually takes care of that for you. And so real life example is that yesterday was supposed to be um, a really, really full external day for me, um, professionally and personally. And a whole bunch of things happened that ended up leaving me alone from about, let's say 1.30, all the way through the night and actually until now I have about an hour left before I'll be externally engaging again. And it's so interesting. I really, um, needed deeply needed some time to integrate and be quiet and just kind of be in solitude time. And I wasn't able because of logistics of life, which happened. There was no, no, shame or anger or guilt about that. It's just how it is. I wasn't able to do that because of some things that came up. And so I said, okay, well then I'll do some new moon time before, like I'll do some intention setting. And then when I get home from this trip, um, I'll really make sure that I mark out some kind of digestion time, some quiet time and some journaling and new moon ritual time. And then turns out that I ended up having this, these long blocks of time. And I just kind of like smiled and nodded and, you know, just feel like I wasn't able to give myself that time because of some um, responsibilities and like things that came up. And then (laughs) it turns out I ended up with this beautiful block of time to be alone and to kind of clear some things out and to just pause and relax and, and be on my own. And also I want to point out that that whole time I'm talking about was actually at the airport. So I ended up being at the airport for like hours and hours and hours and hours, but I was alone. And so I walked and listened to things and I journaled and I cleaned out some email and I just sat on the floor. I had a beautiful conversation with someone. Like I was really able to just have me time. And I kept asking myself, like, what do you need? What do you want? You know, what would feel good now? Not kind of in that fast pace that I just told you, but really being able to just kind of wander and um, have all of this time to do that. And then when I got on the plane really late, it was probably like 10 by the time we got on the plane, 930 um, I was tired, so tired and I knew I didn't want to sleep. So I'm like, I'm just going to actually put on some of that, um, beat like binaural beat music and just meditate on this plane. And what happened was, uh, it's really hard to explain with words because it's a much more felt experience. It's like much more um, based in the senses. But when I opened my eyes, we were starting to land and we ended up in these clouds and it was 
One of the most intense and beautiful experiences that I remember in recent years in terms of being in the clouds and there, you know, the, the windows were covered in this kind of like white illuminating almost felt like support, you know, it was the unknown. It was like mysterious and I'm listening to this, you know, background healing music and I'm just kind of in awe of the whole thing. And I just kept thinking, this is not how it was supposed to be. And yet look where I am, look what's happening. Um, it was really incredible. And so to wake up this morning and have some more time alone, um, which also was not planned, you know, things just keep changing and shifting in life always, that's life. To be gifted these teachings of softening the heart, of thinking about what are our on-purpose times to engage, times for solitude and ritual, um, and then she offers up this beautiful practice of praying with the news. And, you know, when you're going to engage with the news in some way, is it possible to pray or have a blessing before or after or, or both actually um, so that you're really putting a container and closing the engagement with the news or the, uh, you know, the disappointing, the pain, the suffering of the world and really ending with a prayer. So I'm really going to turn my life, you just turn my attention towards that in the next few weeks when I read the paper in the morning, um, or sometimes it's later in the day, but just really intentionally having a prayer before I read it, and then after to kind of close the engagement so the energy is not lingering. And just being open for these moments, like my plain story last night, of when can I turn towards repairing the heart, repairing um kind of connection to life itself because there was an opportunity. I mean, last night it was really late for me and I was really tired. So like I could have put on something and distracted myself. I could have read, I could, there's like a lot of things I could have done where I wouldn't be really just being with what is and feeling into it. But the, the teaching of softening the heart and tuning the attention to the heart has really helped me stay um, just really practice with being in the body more. So those are some of the things I wanted to share with you. The last part was this idea of um, these specific blessings that can help us with our, our softening the heart and compare, uh, sorry, compassion for the heart, not comparing around um, this version of blessings that Yael uses, Rabbi Yael uses, may I be blessed with love, may I be blessed with peace, May I be blessed with well-being. And just repeating that to ourselves and surrounding ourselves with these blessings. And then as naturally as possible, right? So not um, over-controlling it or over-contriving it, but as naturally as possible, who else needs those blessings? So I'm attending a funeral today of a beloved, beloved um uh, family, you know, dear, dear friend, family member, and I am going to spend some time, I already have and will continue all morning until I leave, blessing the family with love, with peace, and with well-being. And not only the family here that remain and that are heartbroken, um, 
but also the spirit of this divine soul who has made the transition, who I uh, have grown up with my whole life and um, really love this, this incredible man. So not only am I doing the blessings for myself and for the family, but also for this divine soul that has transitioned and may he be blessed with love and may he be blessed with peace and may he be blessed with well-being. And one of the things I know about grief is that it spirals. And when we're experiencing a grief in present time, it can bring up past grief. So the minute I start thinking about blessing this divine man that I grew up with and his transition, I am also then reminded of the recent passing of my dog <laughs> in January. And so that leads me to blessing my beloved <laughs> pain in the tush dog, um, may he be blessed with love in his transition. It's been months and it's still, I still feel him. So I'm still allowing space for healing and blessing and peace and same with well-being. Like I want him to know that I'm okay and that I'm going to be okay because there's uh, some messages that have come in over the past, you know, six months or so before he died. And then after he died around him being worried about me, cause he's such a protector and, and we had such a special bond and I'm now blessing him on his way. And so this is the, this is the natural blessing practice that I'm talking about is once you kind of marinate in some of these blessings, see where your attention goes, see what other layers may arise and allowing yourself space and, and time to just be with that. That is the repairing of the heart, being specific, being embodied, being gentle, um, and softening the heart as a spiritual practice. Whew. Just taking a breath and a pause. I'm just really grateful for these teachings. And because of the way that I'm built, I'm really grateful. Um, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to share this um, wisdom out in this way. It's very important um, as a creative practitioner, as a spiritual practitioner, as an embodied mystic, as a scholar mystic, because I I'm just absorbing all this incredible wisdom um, through books and teachings and um, non-human <laughs> forms and realms. Um, I love sharing this information with you and these practices, and it's such an honor to do that. So um, here's to more to come in the future. I have so many things I want to share with you. Thanks for being here. May we be blessed. May we be loved. And may we be well.